All right, guys. Another episode, another week. Uh, this time, going going back to one that we've done before, and for good reason, for great reason. Uh, it's kind of cool. I love seeing when a brewery is going to expand and do do more. And uh, a lot of exciting things have been happening at Crooked Can lately. And I I took it upon myself to say, you know, I'm going to do this episode alone. I'm going to go over there since we did it last year. And last year we were able to talk to Kent. And we were able to talk to Sully over there, Josh. And now we're going back to speak to a whole new team. Also an expansion, like I said. So they have a thing going on called the Barrel Room. And it just opened, just recently opened here in, in, in March. So why not? Why not head over there, talk to them, see what's going on. Uh, they got new distribution, new canning, new things are going on with them where they're actually working with another episode that we spoke to so we thought why not now we get to talk to a brewery that's actually using uh brew hub to go out and make their make their beer for them you know and they could do more alongside with the barrel room so today it's awesome actually a good friend of mine paul set this up so he said you know what go go talk to robert scott go talk to todd go talk to nolan you know these guys we know them well we appreciate them we love them and get over there and see what's going on let's get in the barrel room so we're recording actually in the barrel room barrel room today and sneak peek i kind of looked at it a few days ago uh and it's it's awesome it's gorgeous so gonna go in gonna go in and uh see what's going on over there i'm running over there now kind of like rushing over so let me go in and then afterwards we're gonna talk 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 so all right guys a lot coming up Let's enjoy this interview, but then also stuff in the outro. So, okay, uh, I'm going in. Okay, bye. Oh my god. We do add it, we do add it, yeah. I have a sound editor for all that. I can hear you. I'm usually the other video guy. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm actually going to use all of that right there that we did. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so organic. So, um, I'm going to take these off because it's, it's sweaty on the ears. But uh, welcome to your barrel room. Uh, what is it, 72 hours old now, the barrel room? Yeah, we had our grand opening, official grand opening last on this, this particular Friday. Uh, okay. We had a soft opening two weeks ago. Uh, we were open for our Celtic Festival as well. But uh, this will be the first time this past Friday that we were open where our lineups uh, allowed us to showcase some of our barrel-aged beers here uh, in the barrel room. And it's a very beautiful room. Very beautiful room. Thank you. Uh, I feel like like you're going to be in like Tennessee or I got like the woods should be out there. Like if I walk out of this room, I expect like woods and like yeah. mountains. And, but no, we're still in downtown Winter Garden. Yes, it's very, uh, very rustic and it has, has that feel to it. it very is. farmhouse. I love, I love that. We, we actually have uh, in our kitchen, my wife did the same thing with the wood paneling to kind of go along with the, the trim of the, the, the top to the ceiling of our kitchen. So when I see that, I love the, the, the bar is gorgeous. And Thank you. I love the brick, the brick feel. Kind of matches the outside to the brick. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. kind of ties it all in together. Right. Yeah. It feels like a, it definitely feels like a barrel room, and I like that it's yeah. called that. So, <laughs> what, what brought up the barrel room? Let's get into that first before we get into yeah, the discussion. Well, let's talk about the barrel room. We just room. want to kind of diversify what we were doing. I mean, we've always been uh, a brewery that, you know, our focus was always brewing true to style, clean, crisp beers. And, uh, you know, we never really had the outlet before to 
we've always done some barrel aging, but uh, we had a, a dry storage wing, which is what we're sitting in right now, where we use it for a lot of storage. And uh, we were able to have some efficiencies recently where now we were able to gain this storage space back and we wanted to repurpose it for something. And we thought, why not make it, you know, a room where we could, you know, really kind of take our uh, talents to another level, I should say, <clears throat> where, um, you know, now our goal here is to, of course, do nothing but, you know, barrel-aged beers. And, you know, we're considering, obviously, going into some, um, you know, wild beers and some spontaneous, uh, spontaneous yes. fermentation beers and whatnot. And I'll let the brewers really speak more to that component. But that was the idea behind it. Uh, and just give it another kind of dimension to what we're doing over here. You know, and as you already can see, um, you know, you're, we're not really part of the market, but right. yet we're adjacent to the market. So you, you kind of almost feel like you're transformed into an almost a totally different you experience. Are. Yeah, you are. Um, when I walked in, it was just like... Okay, yeah. I do not feel like I'm in there. And we're looking to accomplish that, where you're not only transforming <laughs> from the aesthetic experience, but obviously then the, the beer drinking experience as well, too. So, I, You say that you're now, this was you know, more of storage and stuff, and now you're being able to use this room. Uh, do you want to talk about, I guess, like what's going on at Brew Hub? You guys are now at Brew Hub. Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, so... We had them as an episode. Yeah, for sure. And got to explain how they work, and I think that helps a lot of the listeners go, all right, what is Brew Hub? Why do we see it when we're going to Tampa or right. going back home from Tampa? It, it, for so us, it was... For yeah, for us, it was a situation where, you know, in the beginning, we were kind of control freaks, right? We wanted to make sure all of our processes were, you know, under our roof, under our watch, essentially. Yeah. And I think, you know, through other, you know, Florida craft breweries that we've spoken to who've used uh, Brew Hub, including Cigar City, um, you know, gave us the confidence that, you know, this is really something we need to explore because the other option for us was uh, we were growing. Uh, mm -hmm. We were growing uh, beyond capacity. Uh, these guys were working their tails off here, uh, stressed out, <laughs> angry all the time. But, uh, <laughs> angry? Oh, <you> know. Never. <laughs> never angry. Uh, no, these guys, these guys kicked me. Occasionally angry. Yeah. Freak out. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, and, and it was hard. I mean, you know, th thankfully, obviously, it, it, it showcases the success that we had. But yes, and down the road, you know, 45 minutes from here is, you know, a great, you know, partner who allowed us to essentially uh, continue growing our core capacity for our distribution numbers um, and allowed us to also kind of get back some efficiencies here. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I'll explain is, you know, our, our canyon is an example. Um, you know, the system that we bought in the very beginning before we were ever brewed our first batch of beer, we bought what was considered a really good canning machine, a really good canning line, and it, 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 it was great. It worked well for us for the first year. Yeah. Into the second year, as our volume continued to just grow and grow and grow, you know, we outgrew it very quickly. Um, so we needed to kind of gain some efficiencies. And so what that has now allowed us to do is, you know, it, it took a little bit of the, the pressure off of, you know, us from having to, you know, constantly just focus nothing but on our core brands and that allows us to focus more on some of, you know, the different styles, different seasonals, different limited edition beers. Um, and at the same time, kind of consider, you know, would we want to do it a second location to where we might be able to do production um, and bring all that, you know, in, back under roof and whatnot. So it, it really did open up a lot of doors for us and including, um, and, you know, I don't know if you guys would agree or disagree with the statement, but um, the guys over there at Brew Hub, uh, just true professionals. And exactly. Yeah. Amazing brewers. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to say they, they've kind of helped us be a better business, a better brewery at the that's same what time, they want too. To do. And, that's, and that's, that's, well, I get that from them. I yeah. really do. Mm -hmm. Robert, so how long have you been here? How long have you been with Brewery Well, again, I'm one of the co founders. So okay. from, from the beginning, I mean, okay. we started conceptualizing this concept back in uh, January of 2014. Okay. Opened it literally almost you know, 14 months later, on March 17th of 2015. Uh, me and my two of the business partners, uh, Andy and Jared. 
So uh, from the beginning, obviously. <laughs> so from the first year, do you remember how many core beers were actually going into canning and distribution? Or <clears throat> yeah, in the very very beginning, um, you know, we were only really doing about four core brands. That's and crazy. We're, we're, like, think about it. Like, yeah. And doing that, a lot of breweries don't aim that high or no high. Like it just—it's usually the tap room. You get the beer and wait for distribution. That's incredible, and it, it makes so much sense to see how you are building, expanding, and doing your thing. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's a it's a juggling act for sure. I mean, we also have uh, 16 tap panels here in the tap room that we're you know the most part keep them all on a roof too so I know it's challenging for these guys to not only manage you know four core brands but then manage a constant rotation of you know 12 other beers at the same time that you know keep that sensational demand out there for our consumers that you know want more want want new want fresh and it's what, it's what makes it fun really I mean yeah. if, if we were just doing our core brands all the time canning them and yeah. um, it wouldn't be as fun no, I mean yeah, there, there's a certain there's a certain art to that making that consistent beer all the time but um, just to be able to branch out and do this barrel space is yeah, really cool. I, I don't think it does uh, justice for your beer as well when you're not kind of branching out and doing more because this is what people want now with craft beer. Uh, for me to kind of explain what's probably in this Chardonnay, you know, the dry storage bottle right here, I love the fact that it's in a Chardonnay barrel. It's kind of like if you think about a band, all the elements are there. You know, mm -hmm. obviously we have no one here as a drummer, <laughs> yes. not a drummer as well, so but it just comes down to you have all the ingredients being all the band members, but even though this is a Chardonnay barrel, what if it what if it was like the Beatles recorded in Tennessee, not Abbey Road, you know, and it's mm -hmm. a different feel at that point, I feel this is what the craft beer lovers want right now is they want the sours, they want the fermentation, they want the barrel age. For sure. And I love it. I love that you guys are going to be doing that. So let's start from uh, the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. So Nolan, we'll start with you. Uh, where are you from? Where are you born and raised? Where was home? I am from Chula Vista, California, which is a suburb of San Diego, mm -hmm. about five minutes from the Mexican border. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it really that close? Yeah. To it? Okay. I can see the like Mexican flag from my parents back there. So you know good Mexican food then. Uh, I know, yeah. I know a real yeah. Mexican food. And when were you born? What, like, I don't want to say like how I want to put you in that spot, but uh. The year? Yeah. 1983. Yeah, I was like, ooh, you're a baby. But uh, I so the, the food, like I, mean, I know the food was expanding <laughs> in, the, in the 80s. I remember being in Miami Beach, forget it, I became a foodie at the age of 14. I was like, I want to try sushi and Thai food and da da da. And I was like, all right. Sure. So what was the food like out there? Because it had to be better than here. Uh, I mean, there's, it's, any coastal town's gonna have all kinds of food. That's my favorite food. Yeah, so Mexican food where I grew up is like Baja style. Yeah, that's or, true. Yeah. So if you go to most other places, it's gonna be like Tex-Mex, or you know, there's different varieties or different Mexicans in different parts of the country that make things different. You know, that's so true. yeah, we have like carne asada <clears throat> more so than you know, I guess you go to other places, it'll be like guisada, carne guisada, or I want a soda right now. I'd me too. Yeah. On top of some French fries. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they do that in California. Yeah, carnitas of fries. That in California. What is that? California. California place. Uh, and then, uh, how long did you live there for? I lived there until shit. When did I move here? I don't know, man. Until <laughs> <laughs> so I was like 31, I think. I moved to Florida in 2015. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, what were you doing in, in San Diego? All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, Surfing at all? No. no. I was a sponger, body bodyboarding. Um, <laughs> sponger? I worked for a brewery out there called 
by the name of Carl Strauss Brewing Company. Uh-huh. They're one of San, they're San Diego's oldest microbrewery, opened up in 89, same year as uh, Sierra Nevada. I worked there for about eight years, kind of learned to trade, you know, started from the bottom, and, you know, swept floors and did all the, the grunt work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like the brewer's quote unquote hey slave. <laughs> That's what it said. It's a picture up there. Slave. There you are. With a sad, sad face. Yeah. Um, I played in a reggae band for about 16 years. We're still kind of together, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, you shipped them with you. You're, yeah. Guys. Yeah. You're the only original member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just me. I'm going to revamp the band here. Uh, I played, I was in marching band for a long time. Um, one of my neighbors was like this cool hippie chick who made mead. Just like she kind of like got me into like, oh, this is how you home. Yeah, that's you know? how so, it happened. Yeah, and yeah. Then my older brother has always been a huge craft beer fan, and he was a home brewer as well. And he kind of like opened my eye. My first craft beer was like a Leinen Kugels Berry Wise. Damn. Okay. And I was like thirteen. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a new one. So I was like thirteen or fourteen. I mean, arrogant Beat bastard. That. Oh, sorry, I touched your windscreen. I know. Oh, yeah. Put your hands. Yeah, tie the, the hands man back. Um, Stone being. You know, Stone Brewing being like a huge, um, you know, pivotal point for craft beer, I'd, I'd say, in the West Coast. You know, obviously, Arrogant Bastard is one of like the biggest craft, you know, big alcohol, malty, hoppy yeah. beers that came Not out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I was like maybe 13, 14, not drinking. <laughs> But, you know, I had a little sip of berry wine. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I know what this can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, in Germany, they drink when they're, like, 12. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they come out of the womb. They come out of the womb. Oh, yeah. It's most, I've been, you know, really in the music. My dad's a drummer. My brother's a drummer. Oh, the so whole, the drummers, yeah, okay. whole side of the family was, like, folk musicians in Kentucky and just... Really? Yeah, I got... Yeah? Great, great, great uncle was killed by moonshiners. He was a sheriff. Like, yeah, yeah that's some crazy stories that's in my story. Yeah, you got your own, uh, have to go off mic for that one. I'm actually <laughs> out Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> We're making a movie now. As long as, uh, what's his name? Ethan Hawke plays me. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. He's, 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 he's bored right now. He, his film just got picked up at Sunday. So Ethan, like, I got time. Ethan, where are you? <laughs> and how about you, Todd? Where are you from? Where, where is um, I grew up in the Midwest, actually. Um, born in Indiana. Uh, that's my, where my parents grew up. And uh, then they moved to Illinois when I was about five. Okay. I grew up in central Illinois in a small town called Atlanta. Um, very small town, like 1,500 people. Um, yeah, yeah. No match. Little Atlanta. Yeah, I grew up in a small rural town. Uh, spent my summers working on farms. Uh, played football in high school. A lot of sports. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. So, so sports guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm definitely into it. Um, what do you play now? I don't really play anything. I watch them. Now. <laughs> I occasionally go for a run or a jog, and that's about it. I yeah, I believe it's called yogging. Yogging. It's, it's a new thing they do now. Um, uh, I just found out uh, this morning. I'm doing a 5K for the wow. Pines for Parkinson's. Oh, wow. Good luck. Uh, good luck. And actually, I've done a half marathon, and I said I am never running again unless someone's chasing me. I'm never running again. Yeah. Then I did a 5K. I can't remember why. And now I'm doing it again. And yay! What else? Doing? A 5K. Go for it, man. Instead of, yeah, no. instead of water, we're going to throw oh, cans of beer at you. Please do. Like, thank you. I'll, I'll catch him. Trust yeah. me. I will catch him and drink him. Um, so I'll have somebody chase me there. Like, right. like, beer me. 
I think we're gonna walk it. Oh, You'll nice. run. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so how was Atlanta for you? How was that? Uh, I mean, it's when you grow up in a small town like that, you don't really know what's out there. Yeah. So for me, um, after college, I went to University of Illinois at Springfield, uh, met my wife in college as well. And um, from there, we just kind of looking for something else because we were both stayed in this, this kind of rural area for a long time and kind of wanted something more. So we actually moved to North Carolina. Okay. Uh, I started working at a pharmaceutical manufacturer, and uh, I basically operated like a big steam autoclave that washed uh, clean parts, stuff okay. like that. Todd made drugs. I, 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 at the plant, we actually did make morphine, which was just kind of inter- awesome. interesting. But. <laughs> and you, uh, so you were starting to clean, you get it. He was like, these kegs are nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No chance. Easy. But, uh, yeah, in North Carolina, I started getting into craft beer and actually had a really good friend um, at the farm, pharmaceutical plant that started homebrewing. I was like, oh, I'll jump in with you sometime. How old were you then? Um... I was probably 24, 25, so yeah. Uh, we started doing that, and uh, it just kind of took off for me as a hobby. I was brewing like every other weekend, and I finally just kind of made the decision that this is what I wanted to do. Um, and my close, closest craft brewery to me was only like 30 minutes away. It's Duck Rabbit Craft Brewery. Okay. So I just went there one day, and they essentially kind of offered me uh, a job on the spot as a cellarman. Yeah. So I was, yeah, basically, I will, I will scrub anything you give me. So I started basically on the, on the, the uh, bottling line there. I started on the end of the bottling line. Uh, and then I started uh, cleaning tanks, doing cellar work. Um, eventually, I, I wanted to get on the brew stand, and that's kind of how I ended up here. My wife um, has some family down here. Okay. And they actually told me about Creek Can opening up. So, oh, so, so I, I started here like three months after they opened up. So I've been here, been here a while. Todd's OG. He's yeah. OG. 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 <laughs> uh, and how about you, Robert? Where are you from? I'm from the northeastern Pennsylvania area, Harvey's okay. Lake to be exact, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. Um, so uh, moved to Florida in 2000. Came down here, uh, kind of got into the, I was in the food service industry my whole life. Okay. I was a chef in a former life as well. I got home brewing like these guys back in the early days. Um, in, the, in the mid-90s, yeah. yeah. Back then, you know, it was, you can buy the ingredients when you're under 21 to brew beer. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. So, it's so funny for any kids ever listen to the podcast at like 18. It's like, well, that's exactly I'll about beer before I start drinking. They go, holy shit, I can make beer. Yep, yeah. that's, that's what I started doing. But back then, I mean, I was born in 75, so we're, just, we're talking like mid-90s, and, you know, the internet was just kind of coming mm-hmm. to age, and, you know, this, you know, it was not in an era where you could just go on Amazon and order stuff. I mean, you literally had to, like, call someone in Colorado and be like, hey, could you ship me something? You, you send them a check and you just hope the stuff comes. And stuff. But anyway, I, I had a good time doing that. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm more of a chef by trade, not necessarily a brewer. Um, I was an okay home brewer, but I certainly had a passion for craft beer for sure. Do you remember the first beer you made, <clears throat> the, the home brew kit? Yeah, you know, it was definitely an extract brew. It was a brown ale. It was a brown ale. I do remember when I first did my, 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 my first all-grain batch, though, which went totally wrong. Um, I mean, I had bottles popping in the basement. Oh, and nice. It was just, yeah. And that's when I realized, like, I don't know, I should just stick to cooking, because this is probably not for me, but I really enjoy the hell out of drinking the beer though uh which is 
another reason why we hired professional brewers because uh, as much as I have a passion for the business, it's, I know my limitations as well too. So um, I love to drink it. Um, yeah. Certainly love the, for me again, you know, the gastronomical component of everything that I've been doing in my life and like in the chef trade and whatnot, yeah. the food, the wine, all that. And you know, now the craft beer, I just, I just love all that, that, you know, kind of coming together a little bit. And so I just love watching what these guys can do, you know, with their talents and obviously what they put here in the barrels and the, the, the tanks in front of us and the liquid, uh, it's, it's, it's just awesome. I love it to see awesome. the transformation. And I, I know they, they may love or hate it, but I always try to give them a little kind of input about, hey, we should do this or we should do that. Um, but that, that's, that's what's so cool about the whole craft beer movement anyway. It's just, you know, we can kind of play around with things, and we've done that many times, and we've <clears throat> succeeded very well on some things. We've, we've missed the mark on others. <laughs> we've had to make some tough decisions, <laughs> and we've done that. But uh, that, that's, you know, such is life. They're called recipes for a reason, right? I mean, for sure. When we think about like how to make a beer, it, it is complex. It's it, it's fun. It is a lot of fun. But when it comes to this, I mean, think about it. You're going. I could drink your Kolsch all day long. Forget it. That is like I love a good Kolsch. Love it. But now, like there. But then it comes down to. I mean, I'm about to drink a smoked sour. Yeah. That is crazy to me <laughs> that even like this this happens and. So who comes up with the recipes? Is it all just a group effort, or is it just go, I got one, and everybody just goes, I like that, or? It's like, a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. There yeah. might be somebody, it's not necessarily either me or Nolan, um, but somebody just might say, hey, what about we do this beer? And I'm like, yeah, we could do that, and we both just come up with a recipe for it, and um, yeah, it's kind of in between. Yeah. There's some recipes that um, Nolan and I kind of specialize in and we can kind of make them ourselves but a lot of them we we come together and kind of try to figure them out let's talk to this one since we just mentioned it um Mm -hmm. so here's that smoke sour smoke Mm -hmm. sour that actually we got to give props to chris holland chris holland we miss you chris (laughs) i know yeah yeah yeah. chris was the one that got his voice Nudge, nudge. Chris used to work for us unfortunately no longer he's going on to his own thing um he came up with the idea to do the smoked sour, mm-hmm. a Lichtenheiner, I guess is the proper name for it. Technical name. We've I've never even heard of one until like you, back in the West Coast, like gozas weren't a thing. No, I was right, like, not at all. I don't. We don't no. brew gozas. Like we did, you know, Flanders and some yeah. other kind of stuff. But California Commons. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know the smoked. <laughs> just throw that in there. Just throw it in there. California Commons. I've never really been a big fan of any type of smoked beer, like Roush beers, mm, Scottish. Really? I just I don't like bacon leather band-aid kind of stuff. As I'm chewing on my my wallet. Exa- yeah. yeah, I love the smell of leather though, which is ironic because yeah. if I walk by like Ron Burgundy's apartment, like we're in right now. Any type of like leather store, I love the smell of, like leather, you know. But it's fantastic. I mean, but honestly. This for me, our wolf was the first one, the shot Parker was the first one I think I ever really tried a smoke that was just outside of its element. And I think if people are hearing it smoked sour, they're going, oh, yeah. yeah, it kind of sounds off putting. Yeah. But, yeah. but this is such easy drinking. It is simple drinking. Yeah. Uh, and it was aged in Chardonnay barrels too. Yeah, oh, this yeah, one's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, so that, I think that added another so level of complexity. So you get that, that oakiness, yeah, kind of the oak flavors, a little bit of vanilla kind of flavor in we there. We used the cherry wood smoked malt from Breeze Malting. Mm. Yeah. And I think that it was a pretty like moderate percentage it, it, to try to keep the... It's only like 15% of the grain bill, so it's okay. 
that's m maybe a hundred pounds of it in a thousand pound batch. It smells gorgeous. I mean, I love how everybody was waiting to the listeners were like, oh shit, here we go. The wine, Chardonnay, is going to talk about it. It's like, ah, ah, fooled you. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge wine guy. Um, yeah, this is unbelievable. What's the ABV on it, too? 4.6. Four, yeah, it's low. It's four something. Give me a barbecue festival, and I'll just, like, I will, yeah. I will have, you know, the Pepsi hats or, like, oh, yeah, really yeah. can't sit. With those <laughs> and that is it. That's all I have. Because this is so easy. So easy to drink. And, smells so good and Chardonnay. Yeah, and it's a, I look at it too, it's a responsible blend of the smoke flavor too. I mean, I like Nolan, like, you know, when they said I want to do a smoke beer, I'm like, eh. It's not over the top. Not, not for me, because I've had some that, I mean, immediately just like ruin your palate because it's just so intense. Mm -hmm. And this is a really nice balance. And, and I feel it, the Hard Wolf one, uh, the Sean Parker had, it, I mean, it was just like knock down your ass. And then, uh, but it was still so good. I, I, we had barbecue later on, right after that interview, it was like, there's a barbecue place right there. Let's that do shot it. Marker, I was like, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, go bring it. So they'll let you. Of course. Uh, yesterday, uh, Andrew over at OCB, I saw my GB, and he had a, a German, another uh, smoked, and, I was, and it felt like this, though. Not the sour, obviously, but it felt not as smoky, but it's there. It is there. It is there, and it's kicking ass. So it's awesome. Hi, everybody. The Ah, so more of the party. <laughs> No, let's bring him on. Will he speak? Yeah. Speak? yeah. This is uh, Jared Zagorowski. He's uh, another co-founder. co-founder, business partner. Jared, get over here. So, How's it going? Say hi. Say hi to the masses. And, uh, what you do here? What's happening? <laughs> That's the second is this, what's happening joke two weeks in a row. Is this uh, just video or just no, audio? No, no. <laughs> just I, 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 I do so many as a, uh, as a front. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the camera. Is up, up there. We're using your cameras in here. Bounce. Oh, good. Bounce. 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 But uh, congratulations on the room. I want to say you. this is beautiful. Thank beautiful. you very much. Yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous little room, so use it. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be busy. And uh, how many days is this uh, barrel room going to be open? Just on the weekends right now, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and how many seats? How many people can fit in here? Uh, we can fit about 30 seats, and, uh, and then there's enough room for about 50 people you know, standing uh, as well. Plus our patio opens up to it as well. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, it's intimate. It's All right. Intimate. Congratulations. Good to and see you guys. So here we are in downtown Winter Garden. Uh, how is it? How is the best way to explain it? Uh, I guess uh, what is what are the locals like? How is that here? Because every time I'm here, it's awesome. It is so yeah. awesome. I, yeah, I we, never expect ten years. Ago. We're we're lucky. I mean, we have such a great community here. Everyone's so very proud of of, of the city itself. Um, you know, there's so many different you know amenities that the city has to offer between the bike trail and the other local businesses down here. Um, the theater, just, like there's like that little theater that, right there. Absolutely, yeah, the restaurants, the bars. I mean, just there's so much activity. The farmers market on weekends is you know one of the number. It was actually just ranked uh, for the second year in a row, I think, the number one farmers market in the country. So Whoa. there's just so many things to do here in downtown Winter Garden. That's awesome. So just a beautiful experience, you know, between you know whether you come down here obviously to go to the farmers market or just experience what you know downtown has to offer, and then of course you know we're not too far off the beaten path either. Um, so the community is great. I mean, there's a lot of people. I love it when they come in and you hear them say like, "This is our brewery. This is our butcher shop. Yeah. This yeah. is our coffee right. shop." And it, yeah. it just shows the, the the level of enthusiasm I think that they have, you know, for all the things that you know the community enjoys around here. And and, and to me, you know, it's just it's such a, a prideful thing to see and watch, and and just the the feedback you get from them, the uh, social media insights that they bring to you. Uh, 
it really is just a, an awesome, awesome group of people to, to kind of be around. And between the residential community, between the you know the city staff, between the other local business owners, I mean, it's just it's just awesome. Yeah. And did, when you were when you guys were coming up with the idea and being in this building, did you expect the powerhouse that you have right now for the locals and people <laughs> to travel over here? And yeah. Here? I mean, obviously, we we certainly hoped wanted to. <laughs> Be successful without a doubt. I mean that you know you don't go into business to you know not, but um, it, it exceeded expectations without a doubt. I mean I've been living you know since moving from Pennsylvania in 2002 with Winter Garden. Um, I've been watching Winter Garden grow from 2000 obviously to 2014, and, and I kind of knew right away when myself and Jared and Andy got together and said let's let's do this thing. And there was just no doubt in my mind when the con the question was asked you know where. Um, for me, it was just, it was a home run. We're going to we're going to downtown Winter Garden like that. That there, there was no other second place. Um, so anyway, long and the short of the story, I mean, uh, to say that you know we thought it would be a, this successful, I mean, I'd probably be lying to you. I mean, we certainly built it with the idea in mind that you know we were creating this um, incredible experience between the market, the brewery, um, and you know we thought it would obviously draw in people, draw in, in, in locals, draw in people traveling, families, and everything. But it, it really has grown to a destination. And, yeah. and very proud of that, um, but definitely beyond expectations. Yeah, uh, you said the word experience, and uh, reading, if I had to read a mission statement based on the barrel room, you say that as well, that it's not just part of like, you know, it's, it's maybe an experience. Correct. And uh, let's, let's kind of go off on that as I'm gonna pick up, the, which one should I drink next? Between the two of you, like, um, which one's the Baltic? I don't know. I think okay, I'll smell The it. one with the less beer. Okay, okay. Does it taste a little bourbon, okay. bourbon to it? Yeah, that's the Baltic. Okay, so yeah, so the experience. What what do you mean by that? Uh, like, just this room alone, or just even the barrels? Like? Yeah, I think I said earlier in the podcast. I mean, the experience. I mean, the you know, you're, you're not only getting the aesthetics of the room itself, but then just the the uh, the, you know, the culinary delights that you're tasting, obviously, right now on your tongue. <laughs> um, you know, it kind of yeah. brings it. So you, you got you got the ambiance going for you. You, you got you got the, the like I said, the people. And then you got the liquid, um, and then when you're done with the liquid, of course, then you have the market. You can obviously go get some nice culinary delights as well too. So that that's the experience, right? Um, all these things come together, make a really cool synergy, um, and creates a afternoon or an evening that that you know kind of beyond just your you know where do you want to go for dinner tonight, you know dinner and movie thing. It's just right, it's, it's yeah. just different, right? I mean, yeah. it's just a very kind of um, casual, very open, very friendly experience from uh, whether you're here to drink coffee, drink beer, or eat pastries, you know, we, we have all that to offer. So. Those donuts. Damn it, donuts. Yeah. The donuts, <laughs> the donuts <laughs> are really good. Damn veggies. I love them. Uh, and you guys, how does this how does this feel for you? I mean, now we have the barrel room, it's an experience. You have to build on this experience. So you have the, do you have the freedom now to make what you want? Is this open up a whole new door for you? Is this everything you've ever wanted? It's definitely, <laughs> It's allowing us to, you know, expand our capabilities in regards to like being, being creative with what we want to brew, and like we're getting all these weird barrels. Like we got a peach brandy barrel, we got this sea salt barrel over sea here. Sea salt, it looks barrel. Like a, sea salt barrel. Yeah, I can't like it came off freaking Captain Hook ship or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's but, awesome. Yeah, I actually have to go see what these these barrels are all about. Uh, it's Oops. definitely, you know, we're and Robert and Jared and Andy. They allow us to kind of do, you know, they, they put a lot of trust in us and allow us to kind of, you know, do what we feel and that is cool. Better, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We know our limitations, so we, <laughs> that's why we have these guys here. Yeah. <laughs> so what am I sending right now? What is, what is this is the Baltic? 
Yeah, that's the uh, Baltic Porter, um, yeah. aged in, I think that's Buffalo Trace Rim Barrels. Okay. It's a little piece of Todd's heart right there. But, yeah, yeah. Baltic, Baltic, yeah, Baltic Porter is kind of my little baby. It's your so, jam? Yeah, it's, it's my jam. <laughs> it is. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it is thick. I mean, it looks. And what's the ABV on that? Uh, that's probably 8.5%. Oh, no, yeah. Really. Oh, so I'm starting, it's like, he's doing yeah, the the the, Ru <laughs> the Russian's a little higher. Yeah, it's closer to twelve. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah. yeah. then wait till you get to the quad, right? Yeah, the quad's thirteen. <laughs> so. Is that the quad? Good that's the quad. Yeah, the quad. Yeah, that's the quad. That was the first one to port too. I think it was. That's a big. bitch. Yeah, I can still smell. Can I curse on this thing? <laughs> well, you just did. So. I mean, I mean I, I, if, if, if there's any kids listening, beep, beep. I mean, we used to do the parental advisory in the beginning, and I was like, why are we even doing that? Like, let's think about this. People, like, yeah. obviously. People and then Apple was like, e. I'm like, all right, we're explicit. We made it. So there it is. So, yeah. It's like if you we we did the joke of you have to be 21 to drink. So hopefully the twenty one to listen. Twenty one. Yeah, so we should say Unless you're buying ingredients when you're under eighteen. So this is awesome. This is Thank you. crazy good. This is crazy good. Uh, I, I I love that to the snifter though. Um, I mean it's an eight and a half, so it is going to be Yeah, it should be up there. Yeah, it should be easy to drink. And it is. It is. So how did you come up with this one? What was your what was your ambitions in this guy? Well, uh, being at Duck Rabbit, um, we specialized in dark beers. That's that was true. kind of our thing, and um, our Baltic Porter there was by far my favorite beer. Um, I didn't like steal that recipe straight for, from them. It's just I, yeah, I took I took that recipe, <laughs> kind of tweaked it how how I would want it to be. And um, um, Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels are perfect for pretty much any dark dark beer. So, so yeah, too. yeah. Money. Money. Mm -hmm. And Robert, so honestly, when you get to taste these beers, are they everything like you're like, yes, this is what I wanted in a brewery? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I think we touched on it earlier too. I mean, okay. we've had many times where we, you know, felt like the beer comes out of the tank and we're just so satisfied with the way it tastes. And there have been times where, you know, we're kind of like, mm, you know, maybe not so much, right? Um, not, not a lot, but I think, you know, our Workaholic Pale Ale speaks to that. And the reason why we have it named Workaholic is I think we probably went through is 20, 30, 40 batches, not even kidding, from, from our pilot system when, before we even opened yeah. for business. It was like one of those things that, you know, collaboratively between, you know, the brewers and you know, ourselves as owners, you know, it was just, we sometimes took two steps forward on a batch, sometimes we took three steps back. And then oh, yeah. finally we kind of got to the point where I think we, we got the process down and we're like, that's a good beer. It was always a good beer. Um, I don't think we've ever really brewed anything bad, bad, but I mean, to the expectation level though, we wanted to brew a great beer. Mm. And I think that's kind of, it, it took us a lot of time to get to that point. So I'd be, most of these beers that come out, I mean, they're, they're all really great beers. And, and I know we've come back and have reformulated a few things here and there. We felt it necessary to do that, even on some of our core brands too. Um, you know, we're always about, we're not above <clears throat> recognizing that not only is people's tastes ever so evolving, but as our you know, processes. Right. And I'm foolish to sit there and tell you that everything that we do, we always do it the best because you know we don't. And and you know we learn through mistakes. I think is the best teacher sometimes, and we certainly have done that. But it is the top. Yeah. What's What's great is having these guys on the staff that you know have the the know-how. They 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 obviously know the process. Um, and obviously, we have a lot of fun going from A to Z, 
um, and getting to the end result certainly is by far the, the best part um, yeah. because, like I said, the, we brewed the Baltic now probably probably three or four times, right? Uh, probably, yeah, we've done it uh, the once every year, so yeah. three times. And, and so we've, I mean, made some modifications over the times. Yeah. And, and yeah. So anyway, I, I guess the point is, is that that's the best part about it is, yeah. is we're always trying to improve ourselves, we're always trying to get better at what we do. Um, so if you haven't tried some of our beers lately, it could be possible that you know, yeah. you know uh, it's changed. Honestly, the workaholic I think right now is sold out. So yes, it is. Awesome. You talk about it's crazy, that. yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's the only one on there uh, up yonder. So now we're doing, we're looking at some of these, the newer styles of IPAs that everybody's for sure running over to. Uh, yeah. I got to have that at Market on Magnolia over the weekend. Okay. Because I think you guys were out when I was here last time, and I was just like, damn, the one want to drop. <laughs> and then King of Shoals. I mean, you guys are kicking ass with that. Uh, is it is it crazy that you have to keep up with what people want right now, or is it just coming easy to you guys because you're making it fantastic? I gotta be honest. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. 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 You tell you want to take that I'm, one. Time? I mean, it's <laughs> so yeah. So much is changing in brewing right now. Yeah. If you don't keep up with what people want, you're kind of gonna fall behind. Like you're not gonna grow. You're not gonna get people to come out to your brewery. So, I mean, you sometimes you have to make beers you necessarily don't like, but you still make them. Um, it is a business. Because man. there are a lot of people who do like them, so. Yeah. Well, that's just the thing. I mean, we wanted to have a nice portfolio of beers, which I think we do have. I mean, even our yeah. core lineup, and you mentioned the Kolsch earlier, um, you know, we banked three years ago on that being a style that I think, specifically being here in Florida, I mean, what better style of beer to drink yeah. on a hot summer day, yeah. uh, especially after you know a day of you know honeydews in the yard and doing some lawn work? I mean, uh, like, that's just an awesome that. beer. Yeah. Um, you know, and we know that it's not necessarily from a craft standpoint like a style that's going to knock your socks off. I mean, we get that, but there's also many people here in Florida that you know I call it the kind of the last frontier of craft beer from a consumer base that okay. people are still really kind of figuring it out in a way um, and, and, and growing every day. And we have people come to our taproom window all the time asking for, hey, what, you know, I'm a Miller Lite, I'm a Coors Light, I'm a beer, you know, Bud Light drinker. I kind of want to dip my toe in the water here. What, what do you recommend? It's like, boom, Kolsch. Um, yeah, you know, it you know, always and, is that, I mean, you, you get it. I, I, I'm not saying anything about Winter Garden. It's not someplace I frequent all the time, but I'm sure you are getting the, I'm 43. So where my dad would be now, he would be coming in going, I like Budweiser. I like yeah. Mick Ultra, you know, and that's where the Kolsch, you know, lagers come in. You know, and, and that's why we wanted to have this rounded portfolio. And I, I agree with what Todd said. I mean, I, I personally, you know, love all craft beer, but there are definitely some styles out there that just don't necessarily sit with me all that well. Sure. Uh, but I could certainly appreciate them for what they are. And you know, I think with the amount of styles of craft beer that are available out there, I think you'd be foolish to sit there and say that I enjoy every single one of them. Um, but I mean, it's kind of like wine, right? You're a wine guy, and, and I mean, there's you know many different wines out there that I, I love, and there's many different wines out there that I hate. But I can tell you, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I, I think for for our perspective, you know, we're always trying to you know tap into what not only do we think is first and foremost above all else going to be a damn good beer. Uh, secondly, you know, what's going to kind of fit the, the 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 season, fit the environment, you know, fit fit the time. Um, and, and so we're always trying to work really hard when we do f recipe formulation to try to like, you know, try to hit that mark. I mean, we just left a production meeting this morning before this podcast, and you know, we are, we are talking about our summer lineup all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, you know, we have some great ideas uh, specific to that salt barrel that Noel was just talking about. Um, so we, we have some really cool stuff coming, um, 
and, and that's that's what's so much fun about the whole the, the business in general, the industry in general, the whole craft beer movement in general, um, and the freedom from which we can kind of you know take a, a style, a core style uh, that's established, and then kind of maybe add a little a few modifications to it, and kind of essentially make it our own, but make it unique, right? Yeah. Um, and the best part about it is brewing it, putting it in the tank, you know, waiting 21, 30 days, seeing what it's yeah, like, yeah. and then you know either you know kind of put it on the tap room, getting some feedback, and then, you know, going back, doing it again, or just, you know, yeah. cheers into the success yeah. of what it is, and then move on to the next one, you know, so that's what makes it all fun. I think what's fun for you guys, uh, I think what's fun is is being able to, you're right, like, add to it and stuff like that. Going to Green Benches Food or for, for Food or for Felt this year, I mean, I didn't bring my Tums. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it comes down to, like, how many different styles of, Fruits or oaks or you know how yeah. I'm putting wood in there and chips and uh, I you know in a fooder like what style that was and I think adding on to this you guys have freedom uh, like this yeah. is going to build a lot exactly. um, I mean is this now giving you the a bigger post-it note to write down more recipes so most definitely most, yeah, yeah that's especially with um, the more traditional sour beers where you're you're inoculating barrels. Um, up with botanomyces, lactobacillus, PDO, um, that whole um, profile of sour beers, um, and just the range you have of treating those with fruit, um, many other things. So it's, yeah, I mean, there's kind of infinite combinations of and things you, won't be you can shy. do. I know you no, 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 no. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll do it big. So. Yeah. All right. So I am not doing the the the, the headliner. Oh, the quad. Yeah. It's yeah. the Russian. There we go. Get Russian. <laughs> Let's get Russian. This is not. It just became a headline on CNN, by the way. Oh, what other podcast? Just one more. Here we go. Or is there? Yeah. <laughs> That's just a regular. Oh, I didn't take a sip yet. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's the ADV again? You said it, but what is That's it? 11. Isn't 11? that 11? Oh, okay. And that's yeah. not the. That's not the barrel. It's not barrel. Okay, so uh, that's why I was calling yeah. it. That's just your standard stall in there. In fact, we actually are <laughs> standard. We, we do launch a <laughs> bottle release of that Russian Imperial uh, aged in Berber barrels right around you know Thanksgiving time. Um, we're actually set to brew this again here soon to actually get into the uh, Berber barrels and we let it sit down and age for a good 120 plus days. And I mean, it's got some body to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So this is basically the base for yeah. every damn good base. Yeah. As if you need a bassist. Oh, oh. <laughs> but I'll just play the blue drummer. No, this is smooth as hell. Okay. Stole a funky brewer's band. And get an eye patch. <laughs> oh man. And how long have you been brewing this one? Since the beginning, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first barrel aged beer we did, was yeah. the Russian. The recipe has changed quite a bit. Okay. This one's kind of like the final kind of base beer. So just through the years, just tweaking? Yeah, changing it every time yeah. we made it. Yeah, we're not talking about massive changes to some yeah. of these, but I mean, just enough to where yeah. when you drink it every day, you kind of really notice that, like, you know, certain something, something that's either missing or that it needs. And, um, you know, we work really hard, obviously, to not just get to what we get and go from good to great, but then keep it at great and, and make sure that once we get there, we lock that thing in and yeah. then we consistently produce it day in and day out or week in and week out, month in and month out. What's it like to see someone that comes in and says, yeah, that Kolsch took me away from not needing to go to Publix right now to get that big blue box of that <laughs> light beer, and now maybe sitting down and saying, this Russian Imperial Stout, I mean, Russian, yeah, 
I can drink this now. I could have this. Right. Um, uh, like, is this something like if I have a, if I'm having this? Obviously, their taste buds aren't just light. When you go home, I'm sure you're not just eating the same slice of turkey every day. Da, da, right. da. Mm -hmm. You're gonna go into a steak. You're gonna go maybe and you like it well done. I'm sure you're seeing your regulars getting um, in and drinking. It's, yeah, okay. it feels amazing. I mean, I've, I so many of our guests I've talked to who've come in and said the same thing. You know, I used to drink X and now I started with these and now I'm even drinking IPAs now. Yeah. And to, to see someone go from, you know, large package beer to starting off with one of our cultures and now drinking, you know, Belgium and, you know, IPAs is like, you know, that, that, that's awesome. That's, that's great. And, you know, it's very grassroots in a way, you know, one person at a time, one, one group of yeah, people at a time. Yeah, and then they, they go out and they tell 10 people. And, yeah. um, I mean, it, it, it is, I don't know, I, obviously we know where the trends are going here in craft beer and without a doubt, it's, it's very gratifying. And I think these guys would agree with me too. And they get that kind of feedback from somebody. Yeah. Even, yeah, even like, the an anticipation people have for uh, other new beers coming out, like, the, oh, I like that. The, yeah. yeah, they'll they'll see me brewing up on the brew stand, and then maybe I'll be out in the tap room. And they ask me what I'm brewing. Yeah, it's gonna be a beer that's coming out in six weeks or so, but they get really uh, amped up for it. And in fact, it was actually so. Yeah, I sometimes feel like these guys are like zoo animals because we have yeah. the yeah. and it's people like, kind of like press up against it. And they're like, celebrities hey, yeah. Right. Uh, so we actually put up a, 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 a chalkboard like that, that says, "Yo, today we're brewing X," so that way yeah. we can avoid the people kind of like you know, like a hockey yeah. game. You, you know what, what I mean? Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> hey. That's so true. I mean, yeah. When you look over, it's just kind of I even do the whole like, is there anybody come back here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on, ignore it. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's got to be fascinating to see someone. And you, you said it perfectly, and I'm glad you said IPA, because it comes down to, I'm on a Kolsch, but I'm not going to drink that IPA. Right. It's too hoppy for me. Mm -hmm. They might go with this. And it, it's not the, the bulk that you judge. It, it comes down to like the cover. It just comes down to, I'm willing to drink the darkest thing before I drink an IPA. Right. Even though that does tend to have the same color. Like, if you get a little, you know, Darker with a with a with an IPA. And I think it's funny to see how people how their beer can scale. It's yeah. crazy yeah. to me, and I, I, I and I see it. I'm in breweries all the time now, where I'm watching. I, I can tell that oh, they haven't been drinking that 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 for as long as that 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 that. <laughs> and uh, but this 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 can go with anything. Yeah, one of my yeah. favorite stories to tell here is I remember working at the one of the bars when we first opened, and someone came in and gave me the whole, what do you recommend? I'm you know, not used to drinking craft beer. And I said, I started off with our Kolsch. You know, as I said, we built, brewed it with the intention of being what we call a transition beer. And the person drinks it and was like, it's good, but you know, I'm just looking for something else. What do you recommend? And we ended up settling on our domestic bliss, which is <laughs> kind of an odd trump, right? But I mean, it is obviously a very smooth, very easy drinking beer, but it's a 9.5 ABV, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I said to the person, like, you gotta be careful because if you're drinking, you know, three fives and fours, this is this is a big big jump and you know, two drinks later they're back. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> That's so good, it's a different type of buzz. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so uh, talk a lot about bands. What kind of music are we listening to in the tap room? No, no, I'm sorry. In the production brewery. In the brewery. You guys are making beer. Like what, what? What are we listening? I guess it depends on it, who's brewing. It's, it's a huge variety. <laughs> We're like, of, it blows my mind. Yeah. Actually, we can go from from Dixieland jazz one moment to uh, to Rage Against the Machine. Uh, country. Yeah, so, yeah. Rage back there. Some, I've even heard some, some country and some, some hardcore, like yeah, metal, yep. punk, about everything. Uh, Odessa, like 
you know, Whoa. electronic music. We're all over the place. <laughs> like, it's kind of whatever you're. I think the Christmas music one yeah. time too. I heard you guys jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Matt <laughs> King Cole's coming on yeah, for sure happen. during Christmas time. Now listening to you drive like a sign. Exactly right. Yeah, there you go. The animals are now listening to. We it. got Christian. He's on the like post Malone tip. He's on. The, he's in the <laughs> so younger listen, crowd. Hidden yeah. Springs is all into this too. Really? Post Malone. I don't even know what it is. It's, I, don't know what it is. Uh, I just got uh, fired by it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the dude looks yeah. like. Uh, I have no idea. That's all I know. It's like, you should get your post Malone grill yeah. going. I'm like, does he sell grills? Like, does he sell grill like, guy? That's what all the kids yeah. are into now. Snoop Dogg's rolling over. Not in his grave. He's, just, he's, he's rolling just, over his. He's, he's, he's rolling over, he's yeah. rolling over his gigantic bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, this is beautiful. I will finish this. I guarantee. Thank it. you, man. But, Appreciate it. But as we round third, I can't believe it's almost been an hour already. We are saying hello to the. What did we say this was? A thirteen? A twelve? It's thirteen percent. Lucky number thirteen. Here we it's go. It's la femme sauvage, which means uh-huh. the wild woman. This is our Belgian quad. <laughs> so we had a bartender. I used to break her. Her name is Ashley. And she wanted... That was her name tag. Yeah. It's Ashley. She wanted this what beer that? so bad and would come back into the brewery and pretty much like talk shit to us and be like, you guys can't make a Belgian quad. You don't, you don't know what the hell it's you're doing. It's a doing. challenge. She's good. She yeah. had the whole chest yeah. She was like, yeah. if I say this... I'm yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> Seriously. Check me. So we finally... And it just... It kind of just was a random beer that we made like we had to, we had a yeast pitch coming in for for another belgian beer and we had plenty of stock at the moment of that particular brand so we'd ask the guys hey can we brew this quad and then kind of appease the beast that wanted it she's an awesome person i didn't mean like that she's, oh, really, yeah. cool. she's a really good person um so yeah we had we had some random malt kind of sitting around, some bunch of caramel malts and aromatic malts and a bunch of sugar. And we're like, well, let's make a quad. And then let's put it in barrels after that. Yeah. yeah. Just keep pushing the And button. she's kind of a wild woman, and it's Belgian. Or let's name it a wild woman in French. <laughs> yeah. appropriate. I think it's by far one of my favorite yeah. barrel we've done so far. Yeah, this is, I'm going to be at home. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a fireside beer for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a sipping beer. As it's the warms the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's so sad. We lost our winner. We, we had a good yeah. run though. We, we did. Yeah, it was decent. So, I'm sure you guys had the, the doors open for a while. Oh, for that sure. was excellent. Uh, man, yeah, I'm sure the people up north were like, "What are you guys talking yeah. about? Open the doors." Yes, our our coldest days, we opened the doors. Sorry, Jesus. But that was the first time we seen his name on here. So that's Gene. Awesome. Gene. Just shout out. We love you, buddy. Yeah. So, um, come back to Orlando. And, uh, but What's this, your dig out? This is, it's this a, is it. This is it. It's a big timer. It's a big timer. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of like dark fruit, melanoid and mm-hmm. kind of malt flavors. Yeah, we, and, we boiled that for like two hours. So it's super, super caramelized. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You feel it too. Yeah. I think the... The original gravity was like 27, 28 Play-Doh, which is like the biggest we've done in here. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you went all after it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like saying, I'm like, this is it, man. This is good. This is, this is, 
Yeah. So in the bare room only, or are you looking to put it also in the uh, in the tap room up front? We're gonna be so we do a bottle release of that, oh. and it'll be available in here. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Our goal here in the barrel room would uh, obviously be able to rotate. You know, we have eight tap lines in here, and right. our goal right now is I think we have about six on right now. Um, but obviously, as we get the pipeline flowing here over the next couple of weeks and months, you know, to have eight different beers than you would get in the tap room, all of course you know barrel aged or sour beers and whatnot. Um, it's going to take us some time to get there, of course, sure. just because now we've obviously just finished construction, and you know now it's the, the you know, now we have room for the production component of it all. So um, you know, in, in the very beginning, it's going to be like I said, you know, between four and six beers, you yeah. know, kind of rotating. Um, we'll have some cores in here too to supplement, but uh, yeah, these these specific beers that are barrel aged, you know, are only going to be available in here. Exclusive, yeah. and I think that is so rad, honestly, because thinking about it. You're in the market, you're in that vibe, you're in the everyday feel, right? And I'm not saying this is an everyday thing, it's not. I, I think what you guys have here is crazy that it's here in Winter Garden. Yeah. Why is Winter Park not said, oh yeah, in downtown, oh yeah. You see little little places doing that, but you said markets, and then you have Market on Magnolia, and these are little, 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 not, I don't want to say baby ones, but they're, you know, yeah. three or four places inside there, and nothing to make fun of of Mark and Magnolia, they have one of the greatest tap lists of just everywhere else that you can get here. But here, I think it's so cool that I needed a coffee this morning. I needed my coffee this it's morning. It's all right here. I go to a brewery yeah. to go, um, I'm recording, and if I didn't have enough coffee, I'm screwed. <laughs> I just took that two hour drive to Tampa or like somewhere, and I'm like, shit, I should have gone to 7-Eleven and gotten shitty coffee. I should have, <laughs> uh, no, and uh, sorry 7-Eleven, <laughs> you have shitty coffee. Um, I have tattooed on me. That's a normal coffee, but coffee runs through me. I think it's awesome that this room is going to be exclusive to these these beers, and it gets people in here, and it gives you that almost like a VIP status in a way. Absolutely. That I want these heavy hitter more beers, and I feel like it's like this is where like the VIP, the fan club, the cheers feel is going to be. That alone in there with the families, maybe. Yeah. I think yeah. you're giving the the beer lovers and I, exactly. I, there's times at my my end where I don't have the puppies, I don't have the kids. I would like to go to a brewery where I don't have to worry about kids at this point. And I'm not making fun of the, the families at all. I love you guys. Honestly, I mean it's I'm not discriminating, but it comes to the point where maybe I just want to be in a room where it's not, it's not like things are knocked over, da da da. Um, <laughs> It's a it's a home run in here. It's a yeah, really thank you. great room. Thank you. It's a really great room. Two TVs. Uh, yeah, and the TVs are, are actually menus. They're not. They're not they're just so, menus. Oh, yeah. So we went so, digital, by the way. We, we we had the old like you know Fenway Park thing going on for the longest time, which I actually loved. But what? that's awesome. You, you know, Fenway Park. That's uh, awesome. But uh, yeah, we, we ended up uh, just for efficiencies. Uh, oh. You know, uh, we went we went digital in our tap room, and we went digital here too. So. The two TVs are nothing but menu boards that you're see here, so you're, we're not going to really be broadcasting any type of televisions and things like that. It's okay. going to be a really cool just hangout room kind of thing. So we're not watching baseball here because it is opening day. Yeah. It is opening uh, day. Uh, uh, is there a baseball team that we, we, we cheer since it is opening San day? San Diego Padres. There you go. There you go. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Phillies. Billy oh, shit. Okay, so that's what I just yeah. uh, everybody knows me as a Mets fan. Uh, I do not have hey. a tattoo yet, yeah, no, um, but I am getting my Mets tattoo. I wanted to get the 86. Ooh. I remember the 86 Mets. I watched it. Uh, Daryl Strawberry. 
my hero. Oh, wow. Uh, Don Which is, is that weird? Yeah. You're your <laughs> hero. He's your hero. Well, the Mets have been doing a lot better than the Phillies recently, so I mean, you like, <laughs> can't really complain oh, too much. I yeah, well, about it. I mean, we went to the World Series. And I, 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 I got to give the Mets credit for that. We went to the World Series two, two seasons ago now? Yeah. So, uh, but I, yeah, I'm a huge uh, baseball fanatic. Born in 75 as well. Nice. So, uh, when's your birthday? May 23rd. Uh, January. Oh, wait. So, your yeah. birthday's coming up January 19th. So, nice. Um, Happy belated birthday. Yeah. Oh, thank you. We're going to the 20th. But uh, you guys, this is, this is kick-ass. Uh, I'm proud. I'm glad to be back. This is crazy. You Yay. Guys, uh, you guys got two episodes. <laughs> two. So, two episodes. <laughs> which is funny because you guys were on the, the last one. Which yeah. was like, hey, good, okay, goodbye. But, uh, <laughs> get out of here. But now you get that hour. You get to talk. Uh, congratulations again. Thank uh, you. I really, Thank you, man. I, I really expect good things in here. Usually when we talk about rounding third, baseball preference again, <laughs> uh, we, we like to say, what's the future? But it's here. We're in it. We're yeah. sitting in it. Uh, unless there is something that you want to talk about more with the brewery, but uh, I really feel that this is it. This is what yeah, no, not this time. I mean, we, we, we definitely are always kind of working on other things, but for right now our focus for sure is getting things here kind of up and running and, uh, like I said, getting the pipeline here flowing. Um, I think, you know, you know barrel-aged beers don't just happen overnight. I mean, they, they take time. time. And uh, you know, now that we have the space after the construction is over, now we have the space to do all that stuff. I mean, I, I know, especially after the production meeting we just had, uh, there's some really cool stuff coming. I mean, I'm beyond excited. Uh, <laughs> like the kind of excitement that, you know, you literally wake at like 3 in the morning going, oh my God, like, I'm going to call Nolan on the phone right now and be like, hey, Nolan, what do you think about this? <laughs> Dude, it's 3 in the morning, man. I just got done playing. It's like a Yeah, so we're excited. I think, you know, give it a few months and you know our lineup in here is going to be you know kind of in full effect and it's going to be solid yeah it already is so yeah. shit you guys are moving up from here so i love it but uh guys i really do i thank you for this hour because it's, it's yeah, we have a lot coming so good make your beer uh yeah. cheers. cheers cheers thank, thank you for coming out oh, appreciate it that's, that's, so, all right. thank you what else cheers. We love you guys. Love you. All right. Um, okay. I don't have a co-host this week, so all right, Queen. I guess I'm gonna meet you inside to do the, the outro. Hopefully. So all right, guys. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Okay, so awesome, 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 awesome. That was a lot of fun. Uh, those guys, it was funny. Uh, bright and early in the morning, and we're still just sipping on some heavy-ass beers and having a good time, having a good time. Uh, Robert, a lot of information, so thank you on that. Uh, I love what you're doing, and you're kicking ass over there. Todd, Nolan, kicking ass again. You guys are doing awesome. Now, they did appear on the last episode when we did with them, but it was for a split second, and now getting their story and that's what we want to do here right we want to we want the brewers to talk we want to get their story so that we could talk to them let them brew the beer and you can enjoy it and it was awesome that was awesome so good shout out to them this this barrel room again they say it's only open on friday saturday sunday and if you are listening to this maybe we record this in march but if it's going to come down to july august september and this thing is open maybe five days or seven days a week uh, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. So 
they are going to kick ass with this. And it, it has that feel of a 21 and over. Now, is it going to be? We don't know. And that's a tough decision to make, I think, on their part. But honestly, it has that VIP feel when you're in there. You're drinking in there. It just feels so cool. It feels like the Northwest or it feels like the Midwest. It just feels it, it has this feeling outside of Florida. And it's just really rad. I mean, once you step outside of that market, in the market, there's no problem with it. I mean, again, if I need donuts, sushi, uh, coffee, tea, uh, barbecue, and crooked can, it's all right there. There's so much that I could be doing right there. But at the same time, if I just need to get a, a snifter, a pint, or just to hang out and buy a, a bottle of whatever they're going to be canning or bottling there, do it. Do it. Uh, it. It was just awesome. It was awesome. And it was just good, intimate feel. And I, I appreciated doing this one on my own. I needed a needed a day locally. I mean, it is a 40-minute drive, but still is local for me, I feel. And uh, I love you guys. So you guys always make me feel like family, and I think it's awesome. So, Paul, Paul Roy, you're a good man. Thank you for setting that up. And, uh, I mean, anytime I can go there, let's go there. Uh, so huge thanks, obviously, to, to Robert, to Todd, to Nolan, also to Shauna, Carl, you always make me laugh. I'm definitely watching a rugby match with you. Honestly, Jillian's going to join me. I wish we would have known about the rugby being on in, uh, at this time. I don't know if it was on been in sports or whatever, but Six Nations next year. We'll, we'll, we'll take you up on that offer, see if Ireland gets that Grand Slam again. Uh, it's opening day. It should be. Let's hope we get this out on Thursday, if not Friday. How'd the Mets do? Shit, probably not well because uh, – I don't know. Actually, I'm going to be at Mom's. I'm going to be at Market of Magnolia. They're having an event on opening day. So if you're listening to this at 6 a.m. and you're going, oh, shit, really? I could go to Mom's today? And uh, and I know Bells has been doing a thing. But honestly, you're probably listening to this way too late. So tough. But honestly, happy opening day if you listen to, if you watch baseball. Uh, if not, come on, man. It's the boys of summer. Let's go. Uh, huge thanks again to everybody over there. So uh, Crooked Can, we'll be back. Uh, again, Sad Myth, thank you for all your editing, your music, your kick-assery. You're doing it. Thank you. Uh, guys, uh, I need to also say thank you just to all of you. All of you for being patient. Uh, huge news coming up with the Ale Trail. So Central Florida Ale Trail. Uh, I've been doing a lot more work there and also with Hop On. So uh, doing three things right now, it's been crazy. But hey, you know what? Forbes Magazine has a has a thing where they they do their travel guide and they're telling you right now that hop on central florida brewery tours and the central florida ale trail are in their top picks for adult fun so that you could do in orlando we're on that list man i have two things going on that list so that is awesome um and i'm doing it for you guys i'm doing it for the listeners i'm doing it for the breweries i fucking love this so uh this has been an honor, and I could tear up right now. So, But I'm going to keep kicking ass. I'm going to keep doing things for uh, for Florida, Florida beer. Let's make it a destination. I mean, come on, guys. If you're not telling loved ones to fly down here and take a day off from the parks and just go to a brewery with me, not me personally, but you, me, do it. Like, honestly, have people fly out here. So I wasn't kidding when I thanked Gene in this episode. Gene and his wife. You flew here from Buffalo just to do the to do the 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 tour, the what else tour that I had no idea what it was, and it was just you booking a flight to do that tour. So that's awesome, and I'm glad you came to Orlando, guys. I'm gonna leave you on that because I think it's really freaking awesome. Um, 
We will see you next week. We have some uh, we have some events to put up. So we have the Hoonapoo's Day that we need to do, and we have the best Florida beer. And I thank Jason Toff for that every day of my life, man. That was just an amazing festival. It was more laid back, so it's going to be a laid back episode, maybe just kind of like a, a B-side, if you will, not a beer side. It's just, just what we did. It was just a cool thing to meet other brewers and, and be like, who the hell are we? Who the hell are you? This is awesome. Uh, it was the best of Florida beer, and that is what we do. Guys, thank you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye.